Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. Once again, this is Barry Miracle, and I am so excited. I put so much research into this podcast. Uh, Kingdom Part 8, Peace, a Weapon of Mass Destruction. So, again, we've been talking about the Kingdom of God. So the foundations of the kingdom of God, I'm jumping right in because I got a lot of material. The foundations of the kingdom of God is faith, hope, and love here on the earth and will never leave and will always remain. So on the other hand, the pillars of the kingdom that are built upon the foundation, the foundations of the kingdom are um, righteousness, peace, joy, grace, and truth. So the pillars must be manifested every day. So even though you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day, that is in your in your spirit because you have become one with the spirit of the living God. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But you need to manifest and you need to put on the robes of righteousness on your physical body and cloaking your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So the pillars have to be manifested. There's, there's pillars that come because the foundation is beneath, but the pillars are, are being built. And every day we're building the kingdom every day because Jesus said this in Luke chapter 11, um, pray this way, that, he, that his kingdom would come, say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You worship, right? This is how you begin to manifest the kingdom because you must be the manifest. You are always the son of God, but the whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So you need to manifest everything that you are and that you have become because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we're going to get into that a little bit too. But the pillars must be, which is righteousness, peace, uh, righteousness, peace, and joy, grace, and truth. And so last week we did on righteousness. So every day you got to manifest, clothe yourself with the robes of righteousness, but every day you got to clothe your mind and your heart with the peace that passes all understanding. And then uh, next week we're going to be hitting this. Every day you got to put on the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. And then you got to call on the greater grace than the evil of the day. And every day you got to manifest a truth and then step into it to receive the freedom that you need for that day. So, t- but today we're on peace, a weapon of mass destruction. And it's a mass, mass destruction. What is it a mass destruction of? The works and schemes of the evil one. It is bringing things into order. But I just want to share something kind of cool and you might find interesting before I get right into the topic today. So my, uh, my nationhood is I am a Mohawk Indian and people say, you call yourself an Indian? Uh, and I, once again, if you've been listening to me (laughs) over the, over the, the year and over the 63 podcasts that I produced over the last year in a bit, um, let me know what I'm allowed to call myself so I don't offend anybody. 
But that was sarcasm. That's one of my love languages. Sorry if you haven't picked up on that yet. But anyway, um, no, Indian comes from the from the Latin word indios, which means in God. And so when when Christopher Columbus and, and some of the other people were discovering or discovering uh, people that were already here, uh, they said indios because of the affinity that we had with nature and how we prayed because we prayed to Songwadiso, the great spirit. We we did we we did not pray to animals and we didn't pray we we weren't pantheists. We were we were monotheistic. And um some people don't know that, but that's when they saw us and how we took care of things, they said Indio. So that's why I like being called an Indian. That's who I am. I am a Mohawk Indian. And this is how we would greet each other. We would say the Sego Skunokgoa which means hello and may the great peace be upon you. When you decree and declare peace in the situation, you are displacing everything that is contrary. You are, this is why it's a weapon of mass destruction. When you release peace, you're actually replacing and by replacing peace into the situation, you are displacing every bit of chaos. So we would greet each other with, so we would ask the question, is the great peace, hello, and is the great peace upon you? And and you would say back, huh, uh, yes, uh, the great peace is upon me. So I actually come from the land of the great peacemaker, and I want to decree and declare over you, you are moving from being a peacekeeper, and you're moving into a season of being a peacemaker. There's a difference between keeping the peace and making the peace. So the, anyway, back to my history. <laughs> um, so Daganawida, it was the great peacemaker. And our traditional teachings say that he was born on Eagle Hill on the Tainanega Mohawk territory where I grew up. He was, one, he was the one that brought together the five nations, the Mohawk, the Onondaga, the Cuga, the United the Oneida and the Seneca. Um, the term bury the hatchet comes from our people as well. Um, when the great peacemaker brought together the Iroquois Confederacy, once again, the Mohawk, the Onondaga, the Cuga, the Oneida and the Seneca, when he brought together these five nations, it was called the Iroquois Confederacy. And we took our tomahawks and we buried them underneath the sacred tree of peace symbolizing that we would never war against each other, but we would war for each other. So hopefully you find that interesting. But when, uh, I think it was almost two years ago, I landed in the territory of the Wet'suwet'en people. And it was just after the RCMP. And if you're not Canadian, you may not understand this um, news, but the Wet'suwet'en people are on the far um, west coast of Canada. And they are um, in the northern part of Canada as well, of British Columbia. And I landed there, and I felt so strongly I needed to go. Well, the RCMP came down. Let me just back up a little bit. The RCMP came in and ripped down all the barricades. They were, they were barricading because of the land issues and people making negotiations for some of the other people without representation and all this kind of things. And, and they said enough's enough. And they, they felt that they need the blockade. The RCMP came in and um, ripped down some of the blockades after uh, a, quite a little while in which they were up. 
And I went in there the day that they were tore down, or maybe it was the day after. It was like really, really close. And I just stood on the side of the mountain. I said, peace, be still. And I just felt a reverberation. Anyway, I ended up meeting with a hereditary chief there, went through a ceremony and um, just made our decrees and, and made them know that we uh, made it known that we we're there to bring the great peace from the land of the peacemaker. And I come to you from a, a, even a greater land of the great peacemaker. I come to you from the kingdom of God. And I come on behalf of the great, great peacemaker of all, which is Jesus Christ. So today, uh, the podcast is Peace, a weapon of mass destruction against the schemes of the enemy. When a lot of people generally think of peace, I don't think many people think of it as a military term or peace being a weapon of mass destruction. But I want to tell you, peace is a weapon and peace is a military term more than anything. And I want to tell you right at the get-go as well, the greatest thing I have ever received from salvation is peace. The peace that passes all understanding that guards my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus as I come to him through my prayers and supplication with thanksgiving. So when this is how powerful peace is. It it is a guard. It's guards my what you need in this season with all the noise and everything. You need peace to guard your heart and your mind. I can make decisions without a whole lot of controversy and a whole lot of turmoil because my heart is continually and my mind is continually guarded by this weapon of mass destruction against the schemes and chaos of the enemy called peace. Let me introduce you to a scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. Verse 20. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil man, of the evil one. For this purpose, the Bible says, that Jesus was made manifest that he would destroy the works of the evil one. How did he do that? By his blood. He cre recreated accessibility by laying down his life. He made peace through the blood on, on the cross. Praise God. God, if, if you want to operate in peace, you use the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get into some of, of, of how to use in this weapon of mass destruction called peace. And I want to tell you, you can speak peace to the storms of your life and you can bring order because peace will, re, will displace chaos, will displace depression, will displace disorganization, will displace the plans and schemes and disrupt the plans and schemes of the evil one. So here's a definition. The Greek word for peace is Irene. Irene. So if you have an aunt or somebody that's called Irene, you're actually calling her peace. And I call forth Irene today. 
uh, in the biblical sense. The first definition of Irene or the first definition of peace is this. It's a state of national tranquility, exemption from the rage and havoc of war. The very first definition of peace is exemption from the rage and havoc of war. There is a peace that only lies on the other side of war that you need to understand. You need to understand this right now. You have to release peace. Even peace is voice activated. You need to release peace into a situation and watch what God can do. Second definition of peace is harmony and concord. Third definition is security, safety, prosperity, felicity, peace and harmony keeps things safe and prosperous. So that's the definition of peace in the New Testament. John 16, says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. How are you going to overcome the world? You're going to have peace in Christ Jesus. Here's the Aaronic blessing, one of the most important prayers uh, that was instituted by Aaron and Moses. And this is the Aaronic blessing, Numbers 6, 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. God every day wants to give you his feet, his peace. May the Lord show his favor and give you peace. There's something so powerful about receiving peace and operating in peace. Even when the disciples went out and were serving uh, the Lord in the 12 and in the 70, he says, release your peace when you get to a home. And if a man of peace lives there, let it abide there. If it doesn't, take it back. You're, you're, you can operate in this commodity, in this weapon of mass destruction called peace, and things will obey. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ and command peace to your storms today. Romans chapter 16, verses 19 and 20. Everyone heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what's e- what is evil hear that again. Romans chapter 16, verse 19, part B. I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Then, are you you ready to hear this? When you are wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. So you need to be, you need to be excellent and wise about what is good. You need to focus on what's where is good, pure, and holy. Anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things that we dwell upon. And be innocent about what is evil. This, this is a scripture that refutes that lie that you need to know your enemy. Stop knowing your enemy. Stop facing your enemy and begin to face your God. And when you know your God so well, then verse 20 comes in. It says, then the, the God, it doesn't say then, it says just the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. The God of peace, the God of a mass of people assembled for war, Lord Sabaoth, 
is the God of peace who will crush Satan underneath your feet. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Do you see how this is a military term? You see this, this is a weapon of mass destruction. The God of peace is about to crush Satan under your feet as you focus upon him. Stop being concerned about what the enemy is doing. Stop having more statistics about who the Antichrist is and when he's going to show up. I don't care. I want to know God and I want to know him. And they that know their God's will, they that know their God will do mighty exploits. So also according to Ephesians 6 15, it says here, having your your having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Beautiful are the them are the feet of them that bring good news. You are bringing the gospel of peace. And when you bring the gospel of peace, you are actually able to shift and change environments and atmospheres. Oh my word. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. So once again, it has to do with the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Luke 10 19 says, behold, I give you authority to trample. There's another um, translation says tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the power to tread. The God of peace is giving you, is empowered you to tread upon the enemy. Habakkuk 3.19. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. Come on. The Lord God, the God of peace, is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon the high places of trouble, suffering, or responsibility. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me walk will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but to walk. I am about to crush the enemy as I walk in obedience. The God of peace has empowered me. Oh, here's another one, Psalms 91, 13. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Are you getting this? Are you hearing this? Do you understand how powerful the God of peace has made you to go? And all you have to do is be obedient and take a step of faith where he called you to be. And all of a sudden you're going to hear a pop. You're going to hear a crackle and you're going to all of a sudden be trampled and, and uh, trampling the enemy and trampolining into your best days as you trample on these things and, and begin to take territory for your God and take territory for your harvest and your promised land and the dream of God for your life. Uh, here's another one. Are you ready? This is a, a popular scripture that a lot of people have been reading over uh, this COVID nonsense going on. Psalms 91 13 in the, in the, the Passion Translation says this, you'll even walk unharmed among, this is the past translation, the last one was the New King James Version, uh, but check this out. You will even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness. The Hebrew includes the words lions, snakes, and dragons as the three great symbols of satanic power. So that's in brackets. Here, here are the rest of it. Trampling every one of them 
beneath your feet. The God of peace will soon crush Satan and all of its powers, the snakes, the dragons, the scorpions, the lions, everything symbolic and everything physically that is coming against you, you are about to trample underneath your feet, except for humans, because we do not war against flesh and blood, but we will war against every storm. We will war again. We will trample and we will trample down everything that is coming against us and trying to stop us from spiritual wickedness in high places to circumstances and situations situations and problems and pains and bears and lions and mountains and giants are all about to be crushed underneath your feet because the God of peace has empowered you to take this step and begin to be everything that you've been called to be and an extension because Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one and you have been manifested as a, as a son of God in this realm to crush the very works of the enemy underneath your feet. What does it mean underneath your feet? It means that the enemy is defeated and he is no longer to be facing you and you're no longer to be facing him. And if you face him, that means that you are down in the dirt with him. Get up out of that dirt. Get up out of that grave. Get up out of that pit. Get up out of that valley and begin to soar in heights and get your mind focused on the things that are above and begin to speak things and decree things and cause things to come down by speaking peace to it. In Jesus' mighty name, my God, I hope you can feel the anointing rising up in the midst of you, the anointing of a conqueror, somebody that's been called more than a conqueror. He is the God of peace, and at the same time, he is the Prince of Peace and the Everlasting Father. Right now, we're coming into the Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen, and I love this scripture here in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. It says, For Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7, hear the word of the Lord. Of the increase of his government and peace, somebody say, and peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. God is not about to turn the world over to a defeated foe. God is not about to relinquish his government here on the earth. His government and his peace will have no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it and judgment and justice from the time from that time forward even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Can you hear the word of the Lord? His peace is not going to be subsided. His peace is ever increasing upon the planet. I know we've had some, a couple months, about 20 some months of, of difficulty where the enemy is trying to seize control, but he cannot. We are about to rise up in the midst of everything and come out of the ashes and say to the storms, peace, be still. My God, in Jesus' mighty name. John 20 verse 19 says this, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. He walked through the walls 
of containment and the doors of fear right through them. And he stood in the midst of them and he said, peace be with you. The very first thing he says is peace be with you. This is the first day of his resurrection. He shows up. And the very first thing he says, take, take mind of this, guys. The very first thing he says is peace. The very first thing he says is Irene. The very first thing he says to them is peace be with you. John chapter 20, verse 26. This is eight days later. And his disciples were again inside. And Thomas was with them. Thomas wasn't with him the first time. And don't give Thomas a hard time. He's the one that said, before all of this, let's go and die with Jesus. He was prepared to go and die with Jesus. So don't give him such a hard time. Anyway, Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of him and said, he didn't say, peace be with you this time. He said, peace to you. Praise God. The very second time he shows up and manifests himself to his disciples, he says the very first thing, creating the atmosphere of, of serenity, creating and displacing, displacing and then creating the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, joy, grace, and truth. You can create these things in this realm every day and build the pillars and build the pillars and build the pillars of the kingdom of God so that your life is so fortified in that shelter of the kingdom of God. I love this in Judges chapter 6, verse 24. It says, so Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace or yod heh shalom. He built, uh, and you, see, how do you build an altar and, and call it peace? You speak it forth. Gideon actually built an altar on the rubble of all other um, idolatry that was going on, right on the rubble of other altars. Gideon went in and see, when you build peace, in the midst of chaos, you're building it right in that place. And it's not something that is going to be toppled. It is the Lord is peace. When you build the, the altar of peace and you call it the Lord is peace. Shalom. My God, it you cannot be toppled. And you will crush every other idolatry going on in that region. I don't have time to get into that. I'm at 26 minutes. I got to sum this up. Come on now. Are you getting anything out of this? I hope you are. Come on. Somebody say amen. Luke 24 49. Behold, I send the promise of the father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And then it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. What, is, what does this have to do with what I'm talking about? He commanded them not to leave the city of peace, Jerusalem. 
Jerusalem, the city of peace. Don't leave your house. Don't leave your hotel room. Don't leave your resort. Don't leave anywhere and don't go anywhere until you've established what the city of peace can bring forth. Do not leave the city of peace until you're endued with power. The city of peace, peace allows power to come. Hmm. For power to be established. Mark chapter four, verse 39. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. He first rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea. Some things you rebuke and other things you speak to. So let's, let's go back to Mark 4, 39 here. He says, he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea. So this is what he did. He, when they woke him up, they said, Master, don't you care that we're all dying? The, the, the waves were crashing and, and they were taken on water and, and Jesus was in the, in, the, in the bow of the boat and he was asleep. Uh, Bill Johnson says this, and I love it. He says, you, you won't have authority over any storm that you can't sleep through. You get up to save everybody else. So this is what he says. He, he, he gets woken up and he goes to the bow of the boat. He stands and he says, he says to the wind, he rebukes the wind with peace, a military term. He is destroying a work by a word. And he says this, he said, he rose and he rebuked the wind and he said, peace. That's how he rebuked it. Peace. When things are going chaotic and, and you feel the oppression, the suppression of the enemy and the enemy's coming after your children, the enemy's coming after your stuff and he's eating your lunch. You just speak to that storm and you say, peace. And then the circumstantial evidence all around it, you say, be still. He said, peace. He rebuked the wind but he spoke to the sea. There's some things you use the weapon of mass destruction against called peace and other things you just speak and you say, be still or another term. Another translation is be quiet. You say peace to the raging storm and you say, be quiet to the circumstantial evidence in which is being swept up in the midst of the storm. Come on, do you receive that today? Do you receive this weapon of mass destruction called peace against the plans and schemes of the, of the enemy? And I right now add my faith to your faith and I bless you guys and I say peace to your storms today. And I speak, be quiet to all the circumstances that the storms were creating in your life today. Hope this blessed you because it blessed me in my research. And um, I, there's a whole lot more I could talk about this. And maybe we'll have to do more parts on peace at a later date. But this was um, a real joy for me to bring this to you. And I'm, I'm giving you today a weapon called peace. Use it. Become a peacemaker. Stop being the peacekeeper. Don't play detente with the enemy because he will just keep eating your lunch. He will never, he will never keep any agreements that you make in saying this far and no farther. No, no, no. You back him up right to the very edge of your property and you don't allow him anywhere and you don't allow him any quarter. 
and you command peace to be in everything you have. Much love to you guys. Once again, go to www.wakeupintoyourdream.com or if you can remember this better, www.barrymiracle.ca and uh, check out my website. You, If you have faith in what we're doing and what we're spreading and if you believe in our word, please consider to give us a comment, You know, give us five stars or, or, or whatever you feel. And then also think about sewing into our ministry, Take Charge Ministries, And you can do that by going to our website as well. Love you all. And I'm so excited about what this will produce in your life. Institute the weapon of mass destruction called peace today and speak it. Everything is voice activated. Activate your voice today and create heaven on earth. The kingdom is being established through us. Love you all, and we'll talk to you next week when I come back to you. We've done righteousness, peace, and then we're going to do joy next. And so, bless you all. Talk to you, talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.